Hello, 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 and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where geographically diverse pals have a few drinks and work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm Mike, I'm drinking something a little bit special today, which I guess I'll get back to in a second actually, because it's fun and it's got a nice story to it. And joining me today we have... I'm Katie and I'm drinking a Seedlip Citrus alcohol-free thingy with some tonic that a friend from work kindly got me and it's delicious oh my god like it, i see that every time i'm in tesco's and i'm always tempted to buy it but it's so fancy yes yeah, mm. really like the the fancy like green like dragony thing on it yeah i think this one's got like a squirrel or mm. something on it some kind of creature but it's very, it's very yeah. nice and I'm Ben Lever Griffiths, and this week I am drinking a Shepherd Neems 1698. Very dark and lovely, and it's one of my favourites. And we're all... Wait, where am I going with this? <laughs> and we're all locked into one of the infinite escape rooms for any themed escape oh, rooms. yeah, yeah, we've got... Yeah, that's, that's what we're doing here. Yeah, thanks, Ben. <laughs> Good pal. How much of that beer have you had, Michael? Um, what been... is your story? <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, beer story. So... It's just, this is a very special tin of beer because a colleague of mine at work went to Seattle. Uh, she did like a little tour of America in the summer. Uh, and I was like, oh, I've been to Seattle and I had a great time there. And I sort of sent her a few places. I was like, you got to check these places out. They're really cool. Um, and I mentioned there was this one place called the Pike Brewing Company, which is in Pike Place Market, which is like the coolest, super niftiest place ever. It's got this like awesome microbrewery down there, a great restaurant. And it's basically on the sea and it's next to Pike Place Market, which is just the most, literally the most hipster place ever made. And there's a little music venue by the side where I saw the Kaiser Chiefs for $15. It was like absolutely amazing. Anyway, and she, God bless her, brought me back a tin of the Space Needle IPA that they make there. Uh, along with a little glass from the um, the Pike Brewing Company. Oh, so I am drinking that beer. So Space Needle IPA, which is an unbelievably fruity, hoppy, grapefruity uh, IPA, and utterly delicious, which she jostled all the way around America. You know, that, was, that wasn't even like the last stop. She carted it around <laughs> uh, for quite a while. So it's very much appreciated, and I'm really, really enjoying it. That's fantastic. Oh, oh and the colleague is Jill, Jill Millen, who uh, is a ledge. Hi, Jill. Hola. Oh, and this is the spooky special. This is the spooky October special. Probably should have led with that. Because this will be going out sometime around Spooktober. Possibly Spookvember, depending on when the Sunday falls, I guess. Anyway, you can tell I've scripted the intro to this really tightly. So let's move on. So how does it work? Each week we will be locked into a charmingly themed escape room of the years, within which each of us has secretly crafted a puzzle. We'll present those puzzles in turn while the others try and solve them. And if we don't escape within the hour, then dire things shall befall us. If we break anything, we'll lose our deposit, which this week is Ben's dehumidifier. <gasps> oh, spooky. So spooky. <laughs> so I, thought I thought I'd start making our deposits meaningful. Like, mm. things Something that are important that to us. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realise how damp basements were. <laughs> a pint and a half over 24 hours. Oh, Jesus. wow. I know. That's not Ooh. even the first day we had it on. Oh, my God. <laughs> what Blimey. are you doing down there? Well, it's just because it's um, the air doesn't move particularly. It's quite open in the sense that there's no like door to it from the room above. So I guess like air just goes down and kind of just sits there, is my guess. Also, I suppose because it's not a sealed area, it is also dehumidifying other parts of the house it's hella moist down there Mm. yeah do you not think you might be like bleeding ground moisture through the wall or something well that's that is a worry especially given that there's a very large river like not that far away (laughs) Mm. so you're just soaking up the river like one (laughs) pint at a time in your basement (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, we better not lose that dehumidifier then. <laughs> Are we ready, folks? Yes. C C Then let's enter the infinite escape room. Or we can do whatever Ben's, whatever Ben's doing at his head. <laughs> this week, we receive an anonymous voicemail from a distantly related Transylvanian prince. My name is Accountant Dracula. I am working Bank of Transylvania, and I have a client who is interested in investing money in insert country name. My client is, insert fake name here, and she is wife of Colonel Gaddafi slash Jacob Zuma slash Boris Johnson. Delete is appropriate. <laughs> to avoid international taxes on money transferred, equal to 200 million Transylvanian dollars lotti, my client needs an insert country name here, passport holder, to transport cash in briefing case across border. For your services, you will receive 50% of the amount, which is 120,000 pounds. Please be coming to meet us to sign paperwork at legitimate law practice and bringing passports and birthing certificates to Dracula's castle. Please be telling friends and families and co-workerings that you are not at Dracula's castle, as FBI and CIA want to stop Bitcoin and blockchain technologies. Eat plenty of iron and no garlic. Yours faithfully, Accountant Dracula. Not sure why I'd sign off a voicemail with yours faithfully, Accountant Dracula, like he was reading a letter. Um, I was just waiting for him to go, simples. <laughs> and so we find ourselves on a bus, a train, a plane, a boat, another train, and finally a Transylvanian Uber, and are deposited at the imposing front doors of Dracula's castle. We step inside and find ourselves in the mighty lobby of the castle. Before us is a grand winding staircase and a menu. For Ooh. starters, it's Ben Boulabes. For mains, it's Katie Casserole. And for pudding, it's chocolate sponge, garnished with cream of Michael. With dead Michael on top. And then the penny drops that we may not, in fact, be being given money by a benevolent Transylvanian accountant and that we may, in fact, have fallen prey to a scam. A scam to eat us. <gasps> oh, vampires drink blood. Yeah, vampires don't eat people. They, they, could, they could eat us all up. They, you get <laughs> the most blood if you eat all of the person. Yeah, maybe they're kind of eco-responsible vampires. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we like use every part of the person. We don't really yeah, believe not, in letting it go to waste. They're not bloodetarian anymore. <laughs> okay, and I've just realised I've not locked us in. So, just something off the fly of the trousers. There is a massive zip. <laughs> there is a big zipping sound. We look behind us and the door has zipped shut with a massive zip. The top of the zip is attached to the ceiling with three spooky padlocks. We'd best escape before we are um, responsibly uh, eaten 100%. And any parts of us that are not immediately edible uh, are recycled into um, hip wallets and bits of jewellery. Oh. And a right. delicious Monkey. broth. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have just one hour to escape before the menu becomes us. <laughs> before us, we have the spooky attic, the goblin's think tank, and the crypt. What do we fancy first, guys? Let's go to the goblin's think tank. Sounds good to me. Yeah. And that's my puzzle. And the timer starts now. Okay, so you head down some corridors and find yourself at a door that says the Goblin's Think Tank. You open the door and it slams shut behind you. You are locked in a rather filthy room. Before you on the wall is a large picture. In the top right corner, there is a curved corner desk. 
There's a cabinet to your right in the corner. To the top left corner, there's a plant. And there seems to be some kind of pinboard on the left wall. What would you like to do first? Should we go have a wee look at this picture? See what, what it's all. So you, uh, you wander up to the picture. It's a picture of one Count Dracula. Uh, he's smiling. He's got a bit of a thumbs up. There's a goblin in the background photobombing the uh, the picture, uh, although it's definitely a painting and not a photograph. And there is also a number of small glass vessels with blood in on the table next to it uh, in hmm. the picture. Okay. Uh, can we take a look at the the curved corner desk, please? You can, of course. It's got a fine layer of dust across it and uh, just dead bugs. What was the next thing? I, I, uh, I've I got a gap in my uh, list of so things in the room. We also have a, a cabinet, a plant. Cabinet, and... that's what I didn't get. Can we can we ever take a look at the cabinet, please? Of course you can. So you uh, you take a wander over to the cabinet. It's uh, made of uh, dark wood and it's got glass panels so you can see into it. There's a lever on the side of it and a small metal plaque that says pump. Within the cabinet, you can see... What looks like a metal canister. Should we pump the lever? I think we should. Yeah, tells us to. <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, you give the uh, it's like a one arm bandit type affair. Uh, you um, you give it a few pumps and it gradually gets sort of more and more difficult until you can't pump any more. <laughs> ben, oh. <laughs> I think I'll be the judge of when I can't pump any more. <laughs> this uh, is only this is... an hour timer. <laughs> And I was a teenager for at least Stop nine it. years. <laughs> okay, does it not make anything happen inside the cabinet? I mean, you're, you presume it's pumping air, and air is invisible. Uh, so uh, air is invisible. We have dust. We could see air with dust. <laughs> <laughs> Can I gather a handful of dust from the desk and foof it in front of the lever, and then pump <laughs> more? Of course, you um, you run your hand across the desk, uh, but it's not like like fine kind of fluffy dust it's greasy dust and now you've got a dusty hand Uh, well i don't want to risk a dusty pump with that so let's um (laughs) you can't foof with a dusty pumper (laughs) no you you absolutely cannot (laughs) well indeed well there's the episode title and enough of this filth let's look at the plant You uh, you take a look at the plant. It's definitely seen better days. There is a faint hint of green in the leaves of this plant. The soil in the pot looks bone dry. Uh, and curiously, there's another metal canister. Hmm. Can we can we pull it out? Can we take a look? Sure. So you uh, you pick it up. What you appear to have is a um, iron canister with like a bayonet kind of fitting on the top of it. Does it fit inside the canister that's in the the cabinet? You could go and uh, give it a try. Yes, let's let's do that. <laughs> so you head over to the cabinet, you open up the door, and I presume you want to try and uh, remove the canister that's already in there. Yeah, why not? So you kind of push it up and spin it around as as is a bayonet adjustment fit, fitting, whatever it's called. I really hope they have those in the state. You give it a, kind of like a... <laughs> sorry, no, it kind of gives a... <laughs> As it comes off, and uh, you can attach the other the other one to it. Oh, lovely! So you do. Cool. Well, there you go. Done, okay. Mike's. Okay. Can we can we give that a little pump now that one's attached? Uh, you can give it a little pump. Yeah. Uh, it gets more and more difficult, and uh, you can no longer pump. I mm. wonder if it's maybe a little thing of compressed air that we're making, or if we're like pressurizing something. Maybe. 
I don't know what the purpose of that would be. I don't know. But, but I could be massively missing the point somewhere. Well, okay, so we, <laughs> we may potentially have a pressurised pressure vessel and a depressurised pressure vessel. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another thing in the room as well. A um, pin board. A pin board. Can we take a look at the pin board? Of course you can. So at the top of the pin board is a sign that says Wall of Ideas. And there are four definite pieces of legible paper uh, hanging from the pin board. Can we, can we take, a, take a little look at these? Uh, you can indeed. Um, everything on it, uh, I mean, I, when I say mostly legible, it is only, you know, not everything on the page is legible. Um, they've got some pretty shonky handwriting. One of them has got flow at the top, F-L-O, and uh, these seem to be kind of designs or ideas for a blood-filled blow dart. Mm. Hmm. The, uh, the next one is by Joe. That's designs for an LED light-up vial with USB phone charging capabilities. <laughs> the next one was by Mo. And um, that was an idea for a glow-in-the-dark wheelie bin that could be used to transport, transport blood in the dark. Nice. Hmm. And the final goblin is called Gunho, and that's for an air-powered... Can't read my writing now. Stupid oh, goblins. An air-powered air blood pump. Hmm. Could that possibly be what it is that there is in the cupboard? Because of the air and the pumping. Yeah, so it sounds like we've got like a little... If we've got an air-powered pump, then it sounds like we've got like a pressurised can of air. Mm. Or what we can use. And I think we've just pressurised it by pumping the watts it. So maybe there's some other bits in the room that we can find, I guess is my thinking. Can we, mm-hmm. are we, is there anything else around the desk that we can see? Can we take a closer look at the desk? So um, you can't see anything notable on top of the desk. Under the desk? Under the desk. Uh, there are no drawers, but under the desk is, there's a slight mound of dust. You're quite impressed actually by how much dust uh, under the under the desk. Um, and sticking out of the mound of dust, you can see another bayonet fitting. Hmm. Hmm. Can we, can we, can we grab it and... You uh, you grab the bayonet fitting and you found a third bayonet uh, style fitted uh, iron canister. I mean, I guess we should stick that in the machine and give that a pump as well. Let's stick them all together. Yeah. So you um, you take the other one out and you can hear sort of a, a small amount of air escape as you unscrew it or unbayonet it, whatever the, the term is. And uh, you stick the, the third one in and you uh, pump and pump and pump it till you can pump no further. We have pumped a lot of air into here. Yeah. So we have now. Oh, so oh, of course, all three of them are pressurised. So we've pumped yes. air into all three, so that's why we can't pump no more. I thought you meant my arm was getting tired. No, no, no. no. You um, <laughs> Physically you have, can't pump anymore. You, you seem to have pumped as much air in as possible. Gotcha. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Okay, so we are now the proud owners of three pressurised pressure things. Mm. Let's work out what we can do with them. Do they have pointy bits on them? Uh, no. Think of, um, you know, um, oh, I've forgotten the name of it now. The, like the soda stream machines. You know the canisters for them? Never saw one. Never had um, one. <laughs> okay, so you know like the... Uh, oh, no, because they're really small. I was going to say, you know like the big catering-style whipped, like canned cream, whipped cream things, like the big industrial ones? Mm-hmm. Oh, like the ones they have at cost, uh, coffee shops and things? Yeah. Imagine kind of like one of them, but made of iron. And rather than having like a, something for the cream to come out, there's like a bayonet light fitting on the top. Okay. Okay. So, what can we do with these, I wonder? So we pulled one of these out of the potted plant. You did? Because Ben's a bastard child, can we look behind the painting? You can. <laughs> Aha! 
the uh, the painting hinges off the wall and uh, behind it is a cavity. In the cavity appears to be some kind of safe. Hmm. Uh, is there some kind of code system for getting into the safe? I'm glad you asked. Um, so, <laughs> so the safe on the front of it has got a small LCD display, uh, perhaps uh, four to six characters long. Underneath is a full QWERTY keyboard. No numbers, just letters. There is a note on the front of the safe, and there is also three bayonet fittings, one on the left-hand side, one on the right-hand side, and one on the top. What does the note say? The note says, in extremely bad English, the passcode is disgusting. (laughs) Okay. I know a lot of rude four to six letter words. (laughs) (laughs) And Katie has a list of them on her fridge. (laughs) (laughs) That I do. That I do. So do you think we need to put the pressurised canisters into the holes first? Yeah, that makes sense. Why not? As, As we kind of have those. Okay, so there's not actually enough space in the cavity to fit the canisters around the safe. Can we pull the safe out? You can indeed. You uh, you slide it out and plop it onto the table. And then I guess you can attach the canisters to the safe? Yes, please. Yeah. Okay, so you attach each of the three pressurised canisters onto the three bayonet fittings on the safe and the LCD display uh, lights up. Got nothing there, but it lights up. Ah. That's always nice. So that's powered it almost. Interesting. For um, a second, I was thinking, could the passcode be disgusting? Because it says this passcode <laughs> is disgusting, but it's that, too many letters. Well, let's in, not get hasty. This is Ben. Can we try this? <laughs> can we try typing in disgusting? You can do. You get to the sixth character and no more go in. We get to discuss. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't work out quick enough what, what, the, what six characters of disgusting was. I was counting while she spoke, don't worry. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, but you do notice as you start to input things on the keypad that certain letters are worn away more than anything else. In fact, some of them are barely visible. Would you like to know what letters they are? I absolutely yes, please. would. Okay, going top row first. This is a British QWERTY keyboard layout. Uh, you have got E is quite worn. So is I. The next line down, A, H, and L are quite worn. And on the bottom row, V is quite worn. Hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed one out. Um, on the top row, there's also P that is uh, quite worn. Okay. Hmm. Seven letters. P, A, H, L, V. Oh, I'm no good at rearranging letters in my head. Well, there's, we've got seven letters as well. So there was E, I, A, H, L, V, and P. L, V, P. Hmm. Hmm. Something disgusting. Could it, it be, uses those letters? Could it be vile? Because vile means disgusting, doesn't it? So oh, v i l e. Yeah, you uh, you put put v i l e in, and uh, it doesn't appear to do anything. Yeah, bugger. Could it be the other kind way. of vile? <laughs> As yeah. in, like the vile for blood. V i a l. Yeah. You type in V-I-A-L and there's a click and the door opens. Inside the dark safe, you see a small glowing object at the back of it. Can, can we grab it? You, uh, you grab the glowing object. You, uh, you see is a small glowing wheelie bin. You open it up <laughs> inside a pool of blood. There is a key and you have found the chemoglobin. <laughs> and you have solved my puzzle. Yay! <laughs> oh, good one, Ben. And oh, I'm... that was brilliant. 
And, and as an extra additional touch, uh, so hemoglobin is like it's made of a iron, and you had iron canisters transporting oxygen around the room. Oh, oh <laughs> damn, son! Are you clever? Oh, I'm glad you that was smart. the opening puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you smart! <laughs> and the reason that it was four to six characters is because vial is spelt both V I A L and P H I A L, so you had a, oh. the uh, choice of either. Very okay. nice. We learned a little something. Mm-hmm. I uh, feel ten times smarter. To a total of five. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. With the chemoglobin in hand, you uh, exit the room down the corridor and back in the lobby of Dracula's castle. So remaining to us, we have the attic and the crypt. What do we fancy next, guys? I think we should go to the crypt. Bugger. <laughs> Sorry, fuck. Would you rather go to the spooky attic? I would much rather go to the spooky attic for reasons that I'm sure I'll have to disclose later. I'd like to go to the attic, please, Mike. Thank God. <laughs> you, should have, you should have just said. Listeners, the order doesn't normally matter. But just once, just once, I tried to put some order into it. Because of a bad thing I did in my puzzle, and now, now I'm suffering for it. Yeah, good. Okay, and the attic is my puzzle. So you step up a lovely, creaky, dusty ladder up into this spooky attic. In front of you, in front of you, you see. Have you started the clock? The whole carry on crew. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, matron. Anywho, stop it. In front of you is a boarded up window. To your left is a tall standalone mirror. Is that what they would be called? Standing mirror, I think. A standing mirror? Yes, a spooky one. Uh, It's got a crack in, in the mirror. Bad luck, that. Uh, on your right is a large old wardrobe with ornate carvings on the doors. In the top corner is a massive spider's web. You also have three boxes. And in the left-hand corner is a spooky dark figure. I think you're going to say a spooky duck then. A spooky duck. (laughs) (laughs) And spooky soggy bread. (laughs) I think we should go and say hello to this uh, dark figure first. Okay. So I guess you just walk up and say hi, right? Hello. Uh, It it, it doesn't say anything back. How rude. How spooky. (laughs) I know. Are we allowed... uh, Can we we investigate this dark figure somewhat? Can we... Yeah, Gen- gently touch him. <laughs> uh, that's more than spooky. <laughs> That'll put you it's on a illegal. register. <laughs> okay, so you look at the dark figure more closely. It's about a metre high. Uh, it's kind of clinging onto the wall. And upon closer inspection, it seems like a very large overgrown bat. Ooh. It has red glowing eyes. And ears in the shape of what would you call those horn type, like like antlers, yeah, horny antlers. Hmm. I was doing a motion then of what antlers look like, and then I realised 
podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got a big spooky bat. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm now feeling less confident about poking it and touching it. I'll give it a stroke. It, it doesn't like it. It kind of flashes its red eyes at you angrily. I, I'd back off if I were you. Hokey dokey. What if I give it a stroke? I'm pretty good with dogs. It kind of hisses at you. Oh, it's probably more of a cat thing then. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So maybe we should start looking around this room. Can we take a look at the boarded up window? Are we able to, I don't know, pull a board off it to bludgeon the bat to death? Don't know why we might need to do that, but... Um, How do I pause it? dehumidifier. So what do you want to do? Do you want to look at it or do you want to rip it apart and lose your deposit? Like, I, don't, I, I, I don't think, I don't want to lose Ben's dehumidifier. <laughs> I enjoy the pictures he sends me on WhatsApp of how much it sucked up that day. <laughs> Far too satisfying. Well, upon closer inspection of the boarded up window, there are words uh, written Ooh. into the boards that are boarding mm. up the window in a in a creepy kind of someone's etched them in with Ooh. a knife or something kind of way. Whoa, Whoa so Hardcore. creepy. Mm. Oh my God. What, what are these worst spooky words? <laughs> <laughs> this is what the words say. The sirens are screaming and the fires are howling way down in the valley tonight. Spooky. Are the uh, are the boards put up quite expertly? Well, they're kind of just, they're just boarding up that window. It's not like they've been put on there in any particular careful way. Person that did it probably hadn't been to boarding school then. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> oh, I love you, I love you so much. <laughs> so I was thinking that these sound a lot like kind of ye olde rock metal lyrics. I almost want to say maybe there's like something maybe like meatloaf or something like that. A bat out of hell, of course. Mm. A mm. bat with horns with glowing red eyes may well be a bat out of hell. Hmm. Could could be could be the 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 three boxes in the corner with a big spider web. Do we have to like uh, like cut through the spider web to get to the boxes, or uh, no, just have a general the, look in that the area? The spider web is just on the on the ceiling in the corner, whereas the boxes are on the floor. So you can I see you just get to them however you like. What do you reckon, Mike? I think yeah, it sounds better than cutting through spider web, which has mm. a higher <laughs> tensile strength than. God. <laughs> the the three cardboard boxes are kind of in in a line. Which one would you like to go for first? The first one nearest to you, second or the third? I'm going second. Okay, the second. So this box, it looks like it's just going to be a cardboard box, but it, it's not quite. What what do you want to do with it? Do you want to look look on it? Feel like um, I'm jumping ahead of the gun. <laughs> look upon it and shudder. <laughs> <laughs> are there are there any distinct markings on it? No, there's no distinct markings on it. It's just a a du- dusty looking box, but it it looks slightly different from the other two. Does it have like a flappy top that like is sealed with like sellotape or something? Uh, no, it just has one of those opening tops, but it's it's a little bit damp around the edges. Ooh, mm. Sorry, that was a bit too exciting, then, wasn't it? <laughs> damp, damp, you say? <laughs> Why? My dehumidifier was on that right out. 
thank God we haven't lost it yet. <laughs> I think of the pictures I could send you, Michael. Oh my God, yes. Oh, God, so much. Pint and a half out of that fucking box. Oh, oh goodness. Shall we, we try and open this box? Yeah, you can open the spooky damp box. So you open the spooky damp box. And inside, it's kind of, you, you can see why the edges have gone a bit wet and weird. It's because there's packs of ice in there. And amongst oh. the packs of ice are one, two, three, four tubs with things in them. <laughs> are they like ice cream tubs or just Tupperware? Well, what would Dracula have in his house? I'm going to go for just Tupperware. He doesn't seem like an ice cream guy to me. Do you reckon he, he holds uh, Tupperware parties? Yeah. I imagine they're quite good for storing blood. Hmm. Mm. And he can't go out much during the day, so I guess that's probably how he like makes a living. That, yeah. <laughs> and his extravagant scamming schemes. <laughs> Does and summer's parties as well. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, that is an image. Uh, I've just realised I miscounted my tubs as well. I'd, I'd oh. written one sentence that said three times tubs and I'd counted that as one of the tubs. <laughs> but there's, there's three tubs. <laughs> three tubs. Okay, cool. Uh, can, can we open the tubs? Hmm. Yeah, you can open open the tubs. So you open the first tub and inside is a brown, thick, lumpy looking substance. You open the second tub and there's a thick, red, kind of runny, kind of liquidy. It's, it seems, seems liquid. And in the third tub <coughs> is a runny, gelatinous, almost creamy coloured liquid. The, uh, that second tub that we, we saw, the, the red one, mm-hmm. um, you said that it's like almost liquid. Do you think we'd get it on an aeroplane? <laughs> I, I think they, they probably make you put it in, in a 100 in a mil right. container. Yeah. Okay, mm. right. If one was to perchance sniff it, would it smell slight, slightly coppery taste of blood by any chance? Uh, no, actually, it, it smells oddly, oddly sweet and familiar. Like something... You, you might have in your kitchen cupboard or fridge, depending on the kind of person you are. Like strawberry jam. Uh, can I lick it? <laughs> you can. You can lick it. <laughs> <laughs> I like how how enthusiastic you are. Then. <laughs> can I lick it? <laughs> I've not licked anything in a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, no comment. As a person who's been camping with Ben twice recently. <laughs> Oh, ben, dear. get off my tent. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sweet. Mm, delicious. Okay, so you, so you lick the red stuff and, and it tastes of tomatoes. Ah, mmm. Tomato jam. Yes, it's tomato jam. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Ben, you decadent vegetarian. <laughs> Otherwise known as ketchup. <laughs> Okay, so is the brown stuff by any chance brown sauce? Oh wait, it was lumpy, wasn't it? Mm, it's lumpy. <laughs> did, did you want to lick that? <laughs> I'll give it um, a sniff first. <laughs> yeah, can we give it a whiff? Uh, so it, it's quite a, a a meaty smell. Oh my god, is it bovril? Can I lick it? It it's not that. Well, you can lick it, and I suppose it would taste a bit like bovril, but it's more of a. It's thicker than bovril. It's almost meat-like. Sounds like meat. Mm. Yum, yum, yum. Oh, could it be like a gravy or something like that? Um, or a casserole? Mm. Mm. 
it, it's not a casserole. Okay. <laughs> it is lumpy bits of thick brown meat by the taste and look and smell of it. <laughs> is it is it a tub full of meat by any chance, Katie? <laughs> it is a tub full of meat. Are you obfuscating a tub full of meat? <laughs> <laughs> my eyes tell me it's a tub full of meat. <laughs> but my ears tell me it's a tub full of brown stuff that you were the guys, closer inspection. I pretty much told you it was meat and you, you were the two going, Bovril, it's gravy. <laughs> <laughs> you did say it was thick. Yeah, thick and lumpy. Which, okay, Which oh, makes right, it sound I, like a liquid. A shit no, okay. liquid. A sh liquid. <laughs> oh my God, that's the technical term. Uh, I don't want to lick the third one, Ben, in case it's cum. <laughs> How hmm. will you ever know what it is? <laughs> I'm hoping that Ben will lick it. Take one for the team. So, I'm going to give it a whiff. Mm-hmm. Does it smell familiar? <laughs> it it's, doesn't really have a very strong smell. Uh, so, these lids, are they somewhat flexible? The lids? Yes, the tub to the tubs. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. I didn't put much thought into the lids. I'm going to dip the uh, the corner of the lid into the, into the creamy stuff and flick mm. it at a mic. Oh, that's a great idea. Uh, you do that and Michael is now... The owner of some gelatinous, creamy liquid. My on, shirt. My shirt. <laughs> <laughs> You'll pay for this lavery, assuming it's not delicious. <laughs> screw it. We've, we've just hit 30 minutes, so I'm going to take a, a little nippy-noo of possible spunk, hopefully vanilla ice cream. Uh, it's neither spunk nor ice cream. It's Jesus, that's of... <laughs> both the major food groups gone. What could it be? <laughs> There's a there's a faint eggy taste, which is also your least favourite. Oh god! I'd say next to come, that was what you were fearing most. <laughs> I would actually, I would genuinely prefer, I think, to yeah, gently lap on a, a Tupperware container full of spudge mm. than eat. Oh god, if it's like scrambled eggs or something, mayonnaise. Oh eat. mayonnaise, right? Yes, oh. I was like custard. <laughs> oh mayonnaise, yes, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Is it mayonnaise? <laughs> it, it isn't mayonnaise. No, it's just. Um, I, I think it because it tastes like egg, it might be egg. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what we have, in fact, is an incredibly long way of saying you open a container, you find some meat, some ketchup and some egg. Well, yeah, but you had to discover that for yourself. <laughs> this is a journey I'm taking you on. <laughs> Okay, that's fine. Okay, let's go back into uh, box number one, please. Okay, in box number one are some spooky Christmas decorations. <laughs> what, who else keeps Christmas decorations in their attic? Everyone, including Dracula. The um, the meat, if going back to that for a second, is yes. it like one piece of meat or is it? are there pieces of meat? I'd say it's minced. Minced. Could we uh, grab like a centimetre cubed bit of mince mm -hmm. and um, take it over and see if we can tempt the bat with it. Uh, so you do so. The bat the bat gives it a little sniff. That shows a bit of interest. But then turns his nose up as it and turns away. Okay. Maybe he likes it with some ketchup. <laughs> can we dunk some of the meat in some ketchup and then re-offer it to the bat? Okay, yep. So you, <clears throat> so you do that. Go over to the bat. He, uh, he again turns around slowly. Gives it a 
curious sniff and goes, Bleh! turns back around. Yeah, it doesn't like that. It's you've, it's not you've not got it right. Hmm. We've not had a look at the big old wardrobe yet. We haven't. Or the spooks and mirror. Can we take we... a look at the big old ward? Oh, sorry, Ben, after you, old chum. No, 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 no. The mirror's fine. <laughs> I was about to say the spooky old wardrobe, so... <laughs> I know. And I wanted to see the mirror. And then I got confused. <laughs> That's right, when you can't choose between the wardrobe and the mirror, and you end up fucking your hamster. <laughs> so you, you go up to the mirror... Oh, good. I wasn't <laughs> sure what we were going up to. I'm just going to go choose for you. <laughs> it's it's an old mirror. It's obviously been put up here and not used. Uh, and it's got a, a crack right down the middle. Other than that, there's nothing really of note other than it makes it look like a spooky room. Uh, how about ye oldy spooky wardrobe uh, So what do you want to do? Just look at the, the outards or get I, I would get like to get straight into the innards of that wardrobe Okay. In the innards, it's just an empty wardrobe. There were carvings on the front. Are there any hangers inside? Um, no, there's not. It's okay. a very, very old wardrobe, I think, before. Were hangers always a thing? <laughs> oh, wow. In, in the old days, you just dumped them on the floor of the wardrobe. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what we did. <laughs> that's why they were so tall. You had to get all of your clothes in there from floor to ceiling. <laughs> Damn, that's actually blowing my mind. Remember, hangers invented. Holy shit! Yeah, there you go. Um, sorry, you said there were some carvings in the front of the wardrobe. Can we take a looky loo? Yeah. Okay. So you have a little look at the carvings on the wardrobe, and it depicts a, a quite a scary scene. Where at the bottom of the wardrobe, there's lots of bats kind of clawing their way up and flying out of the ground. And there's fire and people screaming. It's, it's very, very niche. So, bat out of hell again. The motif repeats. Mm. Sorry. So there's there's bats at the bottom, and then sorry, going up the 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 carving. What what is there? So there. So at the bottom, it's bats kind of clawing out of the ground and flying up, and then at the top of the wardrobe, there's people running away, screaming, and fires and other such fun. <laughs> Hmm. Mm. Just just drawn someone running away upside down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I'm just yeah. I wonder if maybe it's maybe the key to what we need is somewhere in our lyrics. So the some things are screaming and the fires are howling. You were also very much nearly there before. I don't think we've seen anything. I, I don't feel that we've seen anything that that makes me feel like we're almost there. Unless it was feeding things to bats. Which I kind of feel we tried. Yeah, I, I feel there must be like a key to If there's a particular thing that he'd like, then there must be some sort of key to what it might be. I think you need to remember that I've made this puzzle and therefore Can we, can we show the bat some eggs? <laughs> um, you can show him the eggs. Uh, he's, not, he's not interested in the eggs. Can we pour the eggs on the, on the bat? Well, you can, but you'd be wasting your eggs and you, you might need them. I thought we could egg him on. <laughs> Stop it, you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's not interested in the eggs, and he wasn't interested in the meat, and he wasn't interested in the ketchup, and he wasn't interested in a combination of meat and ketchup. So, I mean, there's a finite number of combinations that we could do. One would be ketchup and eggs, which would be utterly disgusting, or eggs and meat. Mm. What do you think? Uh, I guess if I was a bat, I'd want eggs and oh. meat, maybe. 
When you make meatloaf, do you not put eggs and mince together to combine and then put it in the in the oven? Oh my god, is that what is that how you make meatloaf? <laughs> and and, there, and there's a third ingredient as well for the basic recipe. Do you do you put tomato sauce in? Hmm. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. You could try it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we mix all the uh, all the containers together, please? Um, yep, you can. Give it a bit of a, a mush around <laughs> uh, with a foot and um, offer it to the bat. Yes, you can. So you smush all of the ingredients together. Uh, so it makes a, a lovely, delightful looking meat turd. Uh, you offer it to the bat, <laughs> who quickly turns around. And with his glowing red eyes, cooks what's in front of him and gobbles it up. He screeches happily. Ah! That's my happy screech. And he drops into your hands the hangry key. Because <laughs> <laughs> the bad out of hell wanted to eat some meatloaf. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Oh, well done, Kayron. <laughs> So you clamber back down the ladder with your hangry key in hand and you are back into the lobby. Hey, Fabo. How how much time do we have on the big clock in the lobby? Okay, so the big clock in the lobby currently shows 19 minutes and 40 seconds remaining. 19, wow, okay. It's better be a simple puzzle. I'm a simple man. So I think we have the, uh, the crypt left. And that's my puzzle. So you see that in the middle of the lobby is a staircase going up and round, but also beneath and between that, a staircase leading downwards into the dark. You walk down it and the path stretches out before you. The air smells damp, not like Ben's basement damp that a dehumidifier <laughs> would, would sort out, but the old damp of stone walls and evil. The walls ahead of you are dimly lit with burning torches, which I discovered today are um, twigs soaked in animal fat, um, mm. which then lit on fire. That's how you not do the traditional vegetarian. burning torch. Yeah, so an- another not vegan friendly thing. Uh, apologies, <laughs> Ben. Eventually you get to the end of the corridor and a large iron door. You push it open and step inside and the door slams and clicks shut behind you. In front of you is a deep cavernous stone room, the crypt. The room itself is relatively bare. The stone walls stretch all around, for the most part, unadorned, somewhat dusty, and spooky. (laughs) In the very centre of the room, on a raised dais, is a coffin. Slightly off to the side, leaning up against one wall, is a skeleton. Next to the skeleton is a a standard UK three-pin wall socket. What would you like to do? Could we go and have a look at this coffin, please? You certainly can. Uh, the coffin is uh, large, about the size of a person, really, or the size of a standard coffin, uh, and appears to be made of cast iron. Uh, it has uh, a large handle, uh, sort of a bit like uh, the handle you'd see on a frying pan, at either end. Hmm. Hmm. Should we, should we lift it? <laughs> I, I think we should pick one end each and, uh, and yeah, try and lift this thing. Yeah, lift the coffin. It's, it's, it's very, very, very heavy, but you do manage to lift it between the two of you. Uh, Katie lifts very gently, obviously, because of her condition. And Ben <laughs> lifts mightily with the knees. Um, and uh, and you, you manage to lift the coffin off of the dais. You can you can put it up, keep it up, put it down. There's nothing underneath it except for dais. What's a dais? Like a, a raised surface or a table upon which you put stuff. 
You know, at the front of lecture halls, there's often like a raised platform. Is that a dais? I guess so. I'm now questioning whether or not I'm using the word dais correctly. Is there any way seemingly to open this coffin? Absolutely. Uh, the coffin lid is uh, is quite loosely uh, attached, and uh, if you choose so, you can you can slide it off. Yeah, let's do that. You slide the coffin lid off um, quite carelessly, actually, and um, it uh, it sort of, it breaks on the floor. Oh shit! But, I'll deposit. Well, but, but not not in a <laughs> damaging not in a damaging Ben's dehumidifier way, oh, but more thank in a God. you know you know when the escape room puts something breakable in just to freak you out. Um, <laughs> but that's not going to freak you out quite as much as the contents of the coffin. Uh, the coffin has on... My the... dehumidifier. <laughs> the coffin contains the corpse of Ben's dehumidifier. It's absorbed five pints, and it could only absorb four. It has died from overfeeding. Inside the coffin, uh, attached to the inside surface, is a small box with a little display on it. And there is also a full-sized vampire inside, quite possibly our host, Count Dracula. He appears to be faster Kip. Oh, lovely. Not a very good host, is he? Can we have a rifle through his pockets? You can. (laughs) Um, You find uh, the keys to his uh, Skoda Octavia. Um, (laughs) You find his um, driving licence and his Costco membership card. Is it a photo ID? Well, it should be, but you're correct <laughs> in that um, that bit is just blank. All Very you can good. see is the little hologram. I see, I see. What's the small box? Well, let's look at that a bit more. Mm. Uh, the small box uh, is attached to the side of the coffin. It's mm-hmm. probably about um, a foot long and maybe three or four inches uh, deep and wide. The top is stamped with a sort of red stencil message saying, in case of emergency. On the uh, side of the box is a little three-digit digital display and a button. Does the button have a label at all? And what colour is the button? The button is red because all of the best buttons are (laughs) and there is no label. So it's a three-digit digital display but only one button to press. That's correct. Does the display currently read anything? The display is currently blank. Should we press the red button? Let's press the red button. You press the red button and the display lights up, reads 0, 16, and then goes off. Sorry, sorry zero, that, should be, that should be 0, 1, 6, and then goes off. Okay. Okay. 0, 1, 6. Can we press it again, please? And you press it again, it reads 0, 1, 6, and goes off. Okay, that's fine. I don't know. I literally just wrote that down twice for no reason at all. Um, hmm... How heavily does Dracula appear to be sleeping? He's out of it, mate. Can we take a look at his shoes? Like, take them off his feet? Sure thing. Uh, you take a look at his shoes. They are a pair of uh, Clarks, maybe? Yeah, nice pair of Clarks. Oh. Uh, he's got um, some whimsical socks on. Uh, they've got badges on them. <laughs> cool. Is Dracula for or against the badger cull? Oh, it's hard to tell without waking him up. Mm, that's true. I thought you were going to say, is Dracula four? <laughs> <laughs> is he four? If we add that to 16, it makes 20. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is there anything else discernible in the coffin? Uh, no. Okay. Should we stick mm. the skeleton's fingers in the wall socket? Well, should we have a look at the skeleton first? <laughs> 
or should we try and electrocute it first? <laughs> yeah, we should probably look at it first. <laughs> okay, you take a look at the, the Skellington. Uh, it appears to be a slightly short, slightly, I mean, as much as a Skellington can be a little bit over fat, it looks a little bit fat. <laughs> Is it a bit big boned? Yeah, just a bit cockney around the um, sort of, you know, the, the cheekbones as well. And the Skellington is uh, up against the wall and appears to have a satchel underneath his skelly bones. A satchel? A bag? Yeah, like a sort of leather satchel. Oh, okay, sorry. Can we get at the bag? You certainly can. You, you get at the bag. Uh, would you like to inspect the contents of the bag? Can I try it on first? You can. Um, ben, you are rocking it. It looks look fucking fabulous. <laughs> That is I a good bag on you. I would take that with. <laughs> yeah, once we bust Excellent. it out of here. Let's have a look inside the glorious satchel that Ben is now displaying to us. Sure. So you take a look. Uh, you can see there's a, a strange variety of things in the satchel. There is a, a couple of bulbs of garlic. There's a crucifix. There's a book. There's a large knob of unsalted butter. There's uh, some salt and pepper. There's a large bunch of herbs. A litre of olive oil. And uh, strangest of all, a very large hot plate. Do, do we have to make food again? <laughs> could we? Uh, could we have a look at the book, please? So it appears to be the uh, the diary of a person, a person called Jamie Oliver, vampire hunter. Um, <laughs> a lot of the book has uh, has rotted and wilted away. I guess maybe the garlic got in it or something. I I don't know what, <laughs> what garlic does to a book in a satchel, but the majority of it's illegible. However, you can make out uh, a short section, which is Jamie Oliver, vampire hunters. How to cook the perfect steak. How, how do you cook perfect steak? Uh, according to Jamie Oliver Vampire Hunter, you rub the steak all over with a good lug of olive oil and a good pinch of sea salt and black pepper. You add the steak to a very hot pan uh, and then cook for six minutes for medium rare or to your liking, turning every minute. Uh, for more flavour, try one or more combinations of the following. Halve some garlic, rub it in with the steak every time. Uh, rub the steak with a knob of butter or create a herb brush. Uh, once cooked to your liking, rest the steak on a plate that you can collect for all the lovely juices for two minutes. So we don't have any steak, though, do we? Hmm. Um, you said that... If, uh, I was, <laughs> was going to say, you said that Vampire was out for the count. Um, you said that Dracula was out for the count. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> he doesn't appear to have a steak in him. Well, not that... No, not that you can see at all. No, you, you, can, okay. see, you can see Dracula. He may have had some steak at some stage. It's just, I'm sure that there are... Uh, there is some fiction whereby uh, when uh, bludgeoned or, or pierced with a stake, they kind of die. A stabby but then, stake. Like, when the stake is removed, they kind of come alive again. Ah. So I was wondering if he had a, like a stake in his chest or something. No, no, he's just a really, really heavy sleeper. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Could we inspect the uh, three-pin plug, please? Sure thing. Standard UK three-pin um, plug. Do, do we need to plug in the hot plate? So does the hot plate have a plug on it? Uh, the hot plate does have a plug on it, yes. Okay. Could we please plug it into the wall and turn it on? Absolutely. You plug the hot plate into the wall. Uh, in turning it on, you can see that there's a little a little temperature knob that turns the uh, the hot plate on, and it has uh, six sort of heat settings going from zero all the way to six. And if I remember rightly, could we double check the page in the cookbook? Uh, did it say it had to be very hot? That is absolutely correct. Cool. We'll set it to number six, please. Okay, you set the hot plate to six. Fantastic. It starts to heat up. The smell of hot, hot plate fills the crypt. Yum, yum, yum. Ooh. Okay, um, so I guess we're going to have to try and find a steak. Yeah, because we have everything but the steak. There's 
nothing about the crucifix that is interesting at this point? Uh, not at all. If anything, I was just trying to sell the image of Jamie Oliver Vampire Hunter. Okay, right. There's no stakes or anything else to note about the skeleton? No, not at all. I'd say all of the meat in the room is either attached to the two of you or attached to Mr. Dracula. Do we right. have to cook ourselves? I'm not, I, I can't stop you, I suppose. <laughs> well, well, if if Dracula is, is out of it, maybe we just cook Dracula. Sounds like a good idea. Cook him in some garlic and herbs. So I guess we'll give him a pat down and like try and feel underneath him in the coffin. There's nothing else that kind of we can easily detach from his body or remove from underneath him. Um, no, I mean, I guess you could... I mean, you've already stolen his shoes. There's nothing stopping you from stealing the rest of his clothes. He's dressed in the t- traditional vampire garb of the the black uh, jacket and everything and the, the little cravat. But uh, yes, nothing nothing worth stealing, I would say. The, the hot plate, um, I don't fully understand what you mean by that, but is it just like a... Is, is it a pan or is it, oh, is a hot, it just... A hot plate is like... Um, it's like a hob that you can plug in. So just like Fat. a dedicated hob that you can plug in wonderful wonderful in that case then could we please remove dracula from the um iron coffin you can um and uh there's no padding in the coffin is there uh no it's a it's a cast iron coffin it's a really really unpadded uncomfortable coffin fantastic right we will uh katie could you help me put this onto the hot plate please oh of course okay um i suppose now it's on the hot plate could we please press the red button again certainly uh, can you tell me what you've set the hot plate to? Uh, it's, it's on number six, I believe we said. On number six, you press the red button. The little red display shows two, eight, zero. It then blinks twice and the bottom of the little box at the side of the coffin drops out, uh, dropping a small wooden stake and a small wooden mallet into the incredibly hot uh, cast iron coffin. And you start to hear a sizzling sound as they, Ooh, they start quickly, to cook. we better put the olive oil in. <laughs> Chuck it in! <laughs> you, you liberally season the bottom of the coffin with some olive oil, uh, preventing damage to the cast iron, which is very important, mm. um, and I guess making the mallet and um, steak smell good. Uh, you have yes. three and a half minutes remaining, by the way, on the timer. Oh, shit. Should, um, should, we, should we stake the stake the vampire? Get the mallet and the steak and, and shove it into him? Let's try that, yeah. Okay, you take the steak, you take the mallet. Uh, do you want to... to uh, where would you like to, to stake him? In through the heart. heart. Yeah. Okay, you stake him through that. Do you know where that is in the human body? S- yes. Slightly okay, great. to the right. <laughs> Excellent. That's good enough for me. You stake him <laughs> where the, the heart actually is, as opposed to where most people think it is, on his vampire body, and you drive it home with the mallet. It goes into him, he wakes up a little bit and goes, What?! Uh, and then, poof, uh, vanishes in uh, a cloud of dust and, and death in the little pile of ashen vampire guff and farts <laughs> that was Dracula. You see a small silver key glinting. Congratulations, you have found the Dracula. Yay! And you have solved the puzzle. And we and killed I'm the vampire. S- and you killed Count Dracula. Hooray! Naughty scam artist. Before before we leave the crypt, I presume the clock is not going anymore. I've just stopped the clock. Wonderful. Ah. Could we um, could we just uh, like toast off that garlic so we have a snack for the way home? Oh yeah, that's sure. a good idea. Absolutely. Yep. Sure thing. So you, you toast off the garlic in the the still hot uh, skillet. Perhaps throw Adding in some, some butter. Yeah, and you got your herb brush as well. Maybe chuck a little bit of that. Absolutely. Oh yeah. yeah, bit of salt and pepper. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So yeah, you get a nice um, roasted garlic bulb going on. 
um, for a little, little cheeky nibble on the way home. Also, uh, I really expected you to do that with... I didn't expect you to take Dracula out of the coffin for that. <laughs> I kind of... I half expected you to follow the recipe and, like, butter him. But, yeah, it was all about... It was all Brush about the temperature. With herbs. <laughs> it was like... It was well, about staking him, you see. You were going to stake Dracula, yes. but it was going to be unnecessary. So, with the Dracula in hand, we quickly run out of the crypt. Well, unlock the crypt door first. That'll be bang our heads. We unlock the crypt door and then run up the horrible spooky corridor and up the stairs and we find ourselves back in the lobby we have exactly two minutes and one seconds remaining and we take the dracula the key maglobin and the hangry key we turn them in the whimsical padlocks at the top of the zip at the top of the door <laughs> um, i guess we stand on each other's shoulders so we can get to the top of the zip and then Ben holds the zip in his little hands and then jumps down and goes zip all the way down to the bottom uh, and the door unzips and we run out into the, the lovely rolling Transylvanian countryside. And we've escaped! And we did it with 120 at the end. 120. About 220, I guess, from the time that we started. I started that horrible rambling description about um, zips. Uh, but 120 <laughs> at the end. We, we managed it. Congratulations. Good. Yay! And that's the end. Thanks very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier, top tier, like things that are at the top of a tier and not the other type of tier. But you know the distinction. Come on, you know. You know what I'm talking about. Underscore podcast. That's tier underscore podcast. The right type of tier, not the wrong one. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, and we hope you did, we'd be obliged if you could please leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook, as it's a big old help in reaching in new audiences. Or just share it. Like, if you've got somebody you really like, just share it with them. Uh, if you've got somebody you really don't like, share it with them as well, because maybe then you'll be friends afterwards. We love you lots, and we'll see you again next time. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye.